Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Renewing Minds podcast titled uh, The Happy Hour. Today, we are talking about mental health and what is it. Today, we have a special guest. Tierney is going to be on here a few times, but uh, today is her first time, so I'm excited as she talks about mental health. Um, I'm going to have Tierney just kind of introduce herself and tell us what she do, and then we'll get right into the conversation. So go ahead, Tierney. Thank you, Lawanda. I am Tierney Woods, and I am a licensed mental health Florida in the state of um, mental health Florida. I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida, and I've been that for over six years. I also am a professor at Palm Beach State College teaching psychology and human growth and development, and some Sometimes the intro to college experience. I'm a follower of Christ, have been for over 20 years. The time doesn't mean anything, but I always hear people say that. So I said, I'll say how long I've been following Christ. Yes. <laughs> um, and I attend locally in West Palm Beach, Orthodox Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is rebranding itself as the O. Nice. And Pastor um, Dr. James Chester is our pastor. Thanks, Chester. Anything Great. Else? Nope, that's it. Thank you, Tierney, for that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited um, for the rebranding of Orthodox. That should be exciting for the church, right? I know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm excited too. And a college professor. That's that's even more exciting. Right. <laughs> Tierney, tell us what what is mental health? I've heard so many definitions of mental health. Can you tell us what is mental health? Sure, I will do my best to, I guess, categorize. So first, health, we know is our well-being. Mental is related to our brain. So when we put those two things together, we are normally talking about what is impacting how our brain is taking in information and how it affects our behavior, how it shows up in our daily life, in our thoughts, in our relationships, our work, and just how we um, navigate this world. Mm. So I would say that. And Lawanda, one, I've heard you say some a wonderful definition about mental health when you, you um, and I'm probably going to misstate it, mm-hmm. brain health or well, uh, something to that effect that just has got me thinking how to rebrand mental mm-hmm. health. So I'm working on that and I'm glad to be a part of Renewing Minds and these podcasts. I really think it's going to begin that journey for reframing, rebranding how the public and our communities, Black communities, Hispanic, Brown, Yellow communities, mm-hmm. um, as we go along, you have some great topics that are going to destigmatize our brain health. So I really want people to look at mental health the same way they would look at dental health. You go to the dentist twice a year to get a cleaning because if we don't, we could get disease that could affect our body in many other areas because our decay gets into our blood system. Right. If we don't take care of our brain, it can affect many other areas of our lives. And there's no negative thing about that. Right. I know a lot of churches or a lot of people that attend church or in the church 
have this misconception, and this is going to be another topic that we talk about another time, but they sometimes think mental health means mental illness. And would you say that's kind of not right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say that. So I'm going to stick to that analogy mm -hmm. I gave on the teeth. Okay. We go to the teeth. If we're happy, if it's great, we don't come back with anything but a clean smile, a toothbrush, a toothpaste, and some dental floss. Right. <laughs> but sometimes the um, technician says, oh, you have to floss more. That's the prescription, nothing else. Yeah. Sometimes they go, oh, you need to make another appointment. You got a cavity. Mm -hmm. When we're feeling unstable in our thoughts, we need to, it's good to check in with someone. Right. It doesn't mean that it's um, illness means mm -hmm. imbalance. Maybe we should use that word, imbalances. I think that's good. I think having that imbalance takes away from this idea of now I'm sick because I got this illness. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I think people are more, it seems like people are more, uh, they're more free in saying, hey, I have diabetes or I have high blood pressure, but no one wants to say, I have some mental health challenges or, you know, whatever is going on mentally. Um, what would you say are some things that can affect someone's mental health? Two big S factors, stress and sleep. Those are big factors, stress and sleep. Really? Really big. If you think about it, um, one of the things I learned in getting my license hours, mm -hmm. I collaborated with some nurses that had to do a segment at mental health. Mm -hmm. At the time we were both at uh, Jerome Golden. Okay. And one of the nurses told me when you get little sleep, it can be, it can push you into a state of psychosis, mental instability. Really? Uh, yeah. So I asked her to elaborate it. When we get restorative sleep, our body regenerates, it refreshes, mm -hmm. it, it rests. And then our brains, our neurotransmitters, our neural, neural systems are able to recreate or regenerate those things that we've driven so hard during the day with our minds. Right. But think about people that pride themselves on little sleep. I'm not saying that it's um, inappropriate to, or you're going to be psychosis if that's occasional. But mm -hmm. I'm saying what I know people that that's a pattern. They pride themselves on not. Yeah. I just slept two hours. Yeah. I've heard that. I've had a friend too who um who mentioned the lack of sleep contributed to just her mental instability. She was going yeah, instability that what she was going on. So it was it was crazy because I never thought that sleep was a major factor in how it could affect your mental health and just how you're able to function. Now I know you said you're a licensed mental health counselor. Now I know there's a licensed mental health counselor, there's a licensed clinical social worker, there's a marriage and family therapist. What what are the differences in that? Um, or, 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 is there a, or is there really not a difference? They just kind of have different names. Well, I will say the licensed mental health counselor and the licensed marriage and family therapist, there are about two different tracks that the licensed mental, the licensed marriage and family therapist adds on that are specifically a whole um, three, six, nine, uh, six out, not three to nine hour course in that class. Okay. Um, and I'm sure social work too. I'm not as versed on on the oh, how clinical is it 
clinical social workers, their track, but I do know that about marriage and family. I also know that a lot of social workers, when they work in community mental health, which you and I both have worked in, they do more wraparound services. Yeah. So integrating with community resources versus what I do. I can inform, but I don't collaborate with other services. Oh, so you just kind of strictly to mental health. Just do that therapeutic piece. Therapeutic piece. Yeah, okay. um, I could, mm-hmm, you know, if we get co- client permission, but that's not my focus um, as, a th- as a licensed counselor. Right. How would you say mental health play? What role do you feel like mental health plays in the church as it pertains to pastors, church leadership, uh, congregation members? Like, how, what role do you think mental health played? So, we are thinking of mental wellness. So, let's start. You said pastors, yeah, church leaders, and congregation members. And I'm glad you differentiated because all those have different roles. Yeah. Because the church, the musician, and the church secretary are leaders, but they're not the pastor, right? right. And um, a person, lay person. So first of all, we all have roles. Think about when you get a job, they give you your role description. So that's how I would break it down in there. But here's the thin line that sometimes I would say an outsider looking at the church or a new believer well, you in the church, all of y'all spiritual, everybody should be able to help me with the problem mm. or my issue or counsel. And right. one of the things I love about Pastor Chester is he differentiates trainings. Mm. So my church secretary, uh, Sister Phyllis, is excellent organizing systems um, through the computer and all those things. That's not my strength. Right. He knows how to connect down to people and who to set up stuff with in the body. That's not mine. Mine is to be an encourager, to support someone, accountability. And I went to school for that. Yeah. So it breaks down. I think we should, as we work with Renewing Minds, we will break down those structures and hopefully free up pastors and leaders to be comfortable to talk about this topic and refer to the experts who you mentioned yeah. before, maybe the clinical social worker, the marriage and family therapist, the psychiatrist, those people. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you see just a, a revolution of, of churches really adopting this idea of getting your mental health together and being okay and being free? We're talking about just mental health and things like that. So repeat again, do I see churches doing what again? Do you feel like churches have become a little bit more free in, in talking about these things? And... Yes and no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do think, I, I, I know since we have been under the social distancing restriction, mm-hmm. guidelines, let's, let me be mindful of guidelines. Right. Uh, mental wellness has been pushed to the top because yeah. of the isolation piece. So that being said, and what we think is, a, what we know is a pandemic and we thought for our, what was for our not good, really has been for our good with us mental health professionals, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a bigger platform and more people are accepting that. And those individuals who have made have said, and I know you, I might be stepping on some of your episodes, pray it out. Maybe you have some demonic issues. Mm-hmm. You're not spiritual enough. 
um, COVID guidelines ha- is washing that away. Yeah. Because everybody's experiencing isolation, mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. What else would you say is out there we're experiencing? Um, anxiety heightened. Yeah. Loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. So the churches are that. Because when I say yes and no, I still hear um, the negative conversation about questioning people's spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I also know of congregations where individuals state they're not comfortable seeking help from their church. Right. That's kind of sad to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it is true. And there are things in our world that are not pleasant. And in the world is the church, right? Yeah. What do you think, what would you say, just coming up in the church and when you were, let's say, when you just first became a Christian or however, Mm-hmm. What they are the challenges of just admitting that I may have had, I may have a mental health challenge. What do you think? Yeah. Challenge and just admitting that. I think just admitting the frustration of, um, how about this? Let's even make it simpler. What about when you came into the church? Because I did as an adult, mm-hmm. I didn't know the church and lingo. So think mm-hmm. about, I didn't know. Um, what people meant about stuff. And you know me, I love to ask questions. I'm not fearful of questions, right? Mm-hmm. So so just put that in perspective. But then say if everyone is, oh, I'm going to say this if you give me permission, blessed yeah. and highly favored, what <laughs> yeah. if I'm not feeling that? And I did yeah. go through a piece of that when I had my daughter. I just was tired and frustrated. And one day I remember, I'm so, I said, if somebody else comes up and tell me, it wasn't blessing highly favored. Then it was something else. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I was yeah. like, got ostracized, LaJuan. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. that was me. So think yeah. about how if I say, um, I'm hearing things. I don't mm. know what to say. Or that's kind of severe. I can't get, I have no desire to get out of the bed. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you why nothing's wrong. I don't even know how to communicate it to my family. Right. So it's, um, Stigma we talked about earlier. Yeah. Cultural opposition, mm-hmm. racial opposition, mm-hmm. gender opposition. That's something yeah. we may add. Because if you look at some literature, when they talk about specific disorders, they use female pronouns. They sure do. Right? Yeah, I've seen that. Sometimes I get stuck and I'm like, tyranny, move past. And I'm like, but any gender could have this issue. We yeah. can do better than how we write. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. The church is hard. Yeah. It's what hard would you say? I'm sorry. It's hard to. It is, Tierney. And I think it's difficult because there mm-hmm. who, who really needs clarity and people that there's people who really need education on mental health. And, and it's not it's not very complex. Yeah. You know, and I and I wonder why the church has made it so complex. But I think you know what happens. I think TV and media portrays oh mental health as this. You know, oh, I got schizophrenia or something like that. And now everybody's afraid to just say, "Hey, I don't have schizophrenia, but I have not been feeling right mentally. I'm not. I'm not the best today." And and I think COVID really, honestly, Tierney has really heightened. You know, or heightened heighten people's sensitivity to I'm alone or I'm isolated mm-hmm. or you know my mental health is now being compromised in, in some way so 
I love what you said about it's not difficult to explain this category of um, disorder mm -hmm. or ill health. It's not. Right. And the other thing you said is right. And we need to think about this in the education piece. The media wants to heighten your sensibilities to watch. So they're going to think about superhero movies. You don't have a superhero that just can bend paper clips. They can right. build flagpole, bend flagpole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want the guy like, you look, I can bend a paper clip. Right. We do the same with mental health. And we, I'm sorry, to, at many times we don't take the time to research. Just like the word says, research the information you're getting for yourself. Dive in there. It's nothing mm. wrong with Hey, I don't understand that. Could you tell me a little more? Yeah. What would you say to the church member who says, well, I don't see mental health in the scriptures. So yeah. what should I do about that? So we just did a wonderful, um, and I'll send you, in fact, Dr. Duvall shared this article about seven individuals in the Bible that had um, stressful intervention uh, areas in their lives and they right. use words like anguish um and despair mm. and I can't, no one used the word depressed okay um or they talked about wanting to run away isolate so mm. in the bible mental health it doesn't say like a neon light Ment uh jonah had mental health Mm -hmm. But we could say John had some anger issues because remember he was mad at the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the other thing, Lawanda. There's a level of intensity that we don't talk about. And that's important because yeah. you can have a mild anger issue and, and be pliable or malleable to, to be worked with to mm -hmm. someone that's very combative and chronic. That's the yeah. intensity. So yeah. we there goes that education piece that you talked about. That's why these conversations need to be had. Yeah, I think so. And I think that was one thing we was talking about with Renewing Minds. As we have more education, mm -hmm. I think that would give them a little bit more comfort to say, you know what, maybe I need to go see a therapist. You know, maybe I need to figure out what's going on with myself and, and get the help that we need because, you know, mental health is... It's not something that we want to take lightly. Like like you said, diabetes or, you know, any type of physical health or medical health that we have, we want to keep that together. And so I've noticed too, have you, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. Have you noticed that if somebody's mental health is affected, that kind of can affect their physical health as well? So tell me how you've seen it, like in what area? Um, Just, oh, and I mean, this is really severe, but just somebody who does self-harm yes yeah mm -hmm. so that's what i guess that's the area i'm thinking about or we know that uh, substance abuse or any addictive behavior is connected to mental stability mm. so those things do help um this um impair i'm sorry our physical physicality and also when there's an imbalance in our neurotransmitters it can affect us Okay. Because think about it. If we're saying that you have are not getting enough sleep, we'll just stick with that one. How well are you focusing? You mm -hmm. ever feel like disoriented at times? Like you can't figure out what was I doing? Your memory starts getting short. Mm -hmm. So they kind of um, inappropriate treatment to the body builds layers of instability 
just like well care builds stability. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah. so, you know, I think, I think we said a lot, I think it's important to just kind of continue, like you said, to have these conversations about mm-hmm. what is mental health mm-hmm. and understanding that mental health is not necessarily mental illness. Everybody. So this is, a, this is another question. Everybody has mental health. Yeah, everybody got a that has a brain. That has a brain, yeah. <laughs> so everybody, y'all out here that's listening, everyone that has a brain has mental health. So, you know, you know, I've heard people say, I ain't got no mental health. Yes, you do, you know. But once again, that's just because we we lack the education of, you know, what so I'm I'm really excited about just this this conversation as we continue to have more of them. Yeah. Can I add one thing before you um, wrap up? I just thought about yes. one of the things um, that affects any group of people talking about an issue that they're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. confidentiality. Mm. We, when we educate through renewing minds and, and us just being in, this, in different circles, we need to stress, especially to new therapists and people that are part of peer groups and at your homes, your client or individuals that come to you for mental health wellness, it's not your table conversation. Right. It's not the congregation. It shouldn't be preached from the pulpit as an example there. Mm. And that I think has also, I know has also impacted um, people seeking out um, help and another thing is, just like you may not um, connect with the first doctor you go, it's okay to choose a different therapist. Everyone, we're not the same. Just like humans are different, um, and you go to a different dentist because maybe that one every time you love he hurt your mouth. Choose yeah. somebody else. You can yeah. you have choices. Yeah. Would you say? Would you say? Or would you um, recommend? Mm-hmm. Just go get, even if they're not, you know, even if they're not feeling some type of way mentally, do you think they should just still get a checkup or mm-hmm. check in with somebody or check in with their feelings? Yeah. I think one of the things, especially if there's life instability, definitely get a medical exam. It's just like when you go to the gym, they say, make sure before you start a vigorous exercise, make sure you're able to do these things. Mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with making sure your body, um, because there could be some imbalances that your physician might pick up. Right. That being said, it doesn't hurt to then get a recommendation because many physicians work with the um, therapists in those fields. Mm. But I think it's good. And here's the thing. Don't, don't put the weight on your family or friends because here's a, it's twofold. Mm-hmm. If you don't do what they say, you may hide from them. Or they may, you may feel they're going to think you don't care for their information. That's a lot of weight. So mm-hmm. use the therapist. That's yeah. the, that's our jobs. Yeah. Do you think it's safe? Um, and I'm and I'm up here bleeding into other episodes. But do you think it's safe if you're experiencing some type of mental health challenge or just mental health, mental in, instability? Do you think it's okay. okay to talk to a friend at church, or how do you? How would you recommend if somebody says, hey, my mental health has not been great, mm-hmm. 
well, you got to define friend. Okay. It goes back to that confidentiality. Like, you know my good friend, Kathy. Right. Uh, since um, 20 years or plus, mm-hmm. she's all, I can always, I know it, it ends and stops with her unless we agree that we need someone else. Right. My coming to her, she lets me lead that other conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to have that, oh, you know this word, discernment. Yes. There. Because um, I don't think everybody is created equal with sharing confidential information. Right. I, it's, it just is what it is. Yeah. And that's the truth. I think, I think we've we have a we do really well with saying let's pray about somebody and then going into detail why we need to pray that may not be <laughs> you know it may not be wise to really go into detail of why we need to pray for somebody else's mm-hmm. which is the asset of renewing minds to create a safe space with christians that are therapists mm-hmm. you know christians that are therapists that believe in what they have agreed to do ethically. Yes. Onto the Lord and then to the state. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Ethically unto the Lord to these, because guess what? That word steward, we are stewards to the gift that God gave us. Right. And he's going to hold us accountable to that soul he let cross our path that he allowed to ask us for help. Mm-hmm. And he's going to monitor that. I believe we have to give an account mm-hmm. to what we did, whether we made it worse or help. And and when I say help, it, you may not be the person, you may just be a facilitator and connecting them, or you could just be a listening ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think, and I think, I think sometimes in the church, we need to really pray and ask God, what is our role? Cause sometimes people want to be the therapist and it's like, no, I think you're just a person that's supposed to link them to. I agree. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, even as me, you know, wanting to start renewing minds, not mm-hmm. wanting to be the therapist, but being that link. I mean, that's what I do as, as a wraparound facilitator. Mm-hmm. Always linking people to resources. So mm-hmm. it's... What it's, about, let me ask you a question. Yes. Why do you think we, because you in this field, mm-hmm. the, I would say the facilitator, the therapist, the social worker, latch on personally. Uh Like we take it hard sometimes if people don't do what we say or don't follow through with the treatment. What is that about, you think? I think sometimes, so I I think sometimes you feel like this one thing is going to be, is going to serve this person really well. And you kind of see the path that they're going. And so sometimes you know, that's why you really got to kind of, really got to know your job and stick to mm-hmm. it. Because if I have a client who won't call somebody, you know, call a resource that I gave them, well, mm-hmm. I can't really take that to heart because at the end of the day, it's for them. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think sometimes we kind of get out of, sometimes it could just be pride. You know, we, we feel like we know yes. We want somebody to listen to what we're saying. And I'm speaking from experience, you know, just this control aspect that I have for myself. I want people to do what I say because I think it's the good thing to do, you know. And so I think that's what happened when we start to put personal feelings behind why we're sharing with somebody to do one thing. And so it's not, it's not professional. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so that's why I kind of understood uh, my roommate who's a therapist, you know, before I used to joke with her and say, my therapist. And she would be like, I'm not your therapist, you know? And she, under, she explained to me why a therapist couldn't be somebody's, like, my, mm-hmm. can't be my therapist. The dual relationship. Yeah. The dual, yeah. And then just the expectations of a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, therapists don't have no type of, you know, not really no strings attached, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think to answer your question, though, it's, it's really a few things. People, mm-hmm. there's pride. People really think that that person needs to do what I tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Other things, people really feel like, hey, man, this is this is a really good resource. You can really use it. I really wish you would get out of this rut you're in. And, and, and <laughs> so I think that's what happens. Yeah. And, and then one of the reasons I add that, too, because I know Renewing Minds is going to do some education pieces. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think these are, um, what is the word? Counter-transference is real. Yeah, uh, you know that therapists need to have the conversation and do a check-in because we're mm-hmm. human. Yeah, um, and also to prevent burnout. Mm-hmm. That's a, really good. Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that's important. So I'm, I'm excited because we're. I mean, I mm-hmm. think our churches is just our churches are, you know, people say it's the hospital. Yeah. So, and if, if, if we're in the church, if we're not good, we need to seek the help and get the help that we need. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope Renewing Minds can, I hope Renewing Minds can really serve as that liaison and really help our congregations get to a healthy place mentally. Mm-hmm. Do you it's have good. any last thoughts before we close out? I am so excited. Yes. <laughs> me too. And thank you for including me in this journey. It's historic. Thank you. I think so too. It's it's been a long time. Remember, I came to you and like a year ago. I was like, this is what I want to do. And and the thing is, I didn't even. I was just sitting on it. But I'm excited. So thank you, Tyranny, for um, y'all. We're gonna have Tyranny again and some other episodes. So I'm I'm really excited. Um, our next episode will be on the differences between mental health and mental illness, and that's gonna be from our good friend Debbie. Um, and she'll introduce herself, Debbie Manigat. So thank you guys for listening. Um, tune in for more podcasts. Go on our websites. Um, if you feel the Lord is leading you to give financially, go ahead on and support us and be, I call it a partnership. Once you start investing financially, you have now become a partner of Renewing Minds. And so we thank you so much and have a great, great, great night.